Today's episode of Gritty Birds is brought to you by Tumbleweed Creative. Doing all things digital since the late 90s, let's get further acquainted, shall we? Find out more how you can make your web presence pop at tumbleweedpdx.com. Hailing from Sydney, Australia, pop artists the Griswolds are on the rise and ready for the party. We love to have fun. We're, I mean, we're a bunch of Aussie guys that, that we like, we enjoy partying and having fun and being silly together and, and us on stage, we definitely just have that dynamic, that high energy, that laughter, we're always, we're always playing. I think we're, all four of us are very playful souls. They just released their second full-length, High Times for Low Lives. Lead singer and guitarist Chris Whitehall joined me on the beginning of their U.S. tour to talk about their experiences on the road and the hands-on approach they are taking running their band. We really came into it going, no, like we've got to be smart about this. We've got to, we've got to be more hands-on. We have to take control of how we want this to play out. That's on this week's episode of Gritty Birds. This is Gritty Birds, an X-Ray FM radio show and podcast all about the grit behind successful artists and creatives. 107.1, 91.1, Portland, Oregon, and you can find me on all major podcast networks online. My name is Jenny Ren Stotrup. You can follow us on socials at G-R-I-T-T-Y-B-I-R-D-S. Oh, we are here today um, with the Griswolds, and uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you so much for coming on to the Gritty Birds podcast radio show. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Chris. The Griswolds have had a growing amount of pop success over the last few years, and it all started a few years ago with the single Mississippi. Uh, I, it still kind of bewilders me, like what happened with uh, with Mississippi, because all we did, all we did, is just write it, record it, and put it up on uh, a site called Bandcamp. Um, actually, I think at the time we just we just released it for free. That was something we wanted to do: is be like, well, you know, if we're starting out, we've got. We've got literally no reputation at this point. We've never played a live show. Um, let's just let's just chuck it out, chuck it up on on Bandcamp and see what happens. Um, before like no time, we had people coming at us wanting to manage us and things like that, and uh, and even record label interest just just from doing that. They met playing in the tight knit Sydney music community. Well, that's a I mean Sydney's kind of a really incestual small music scene, so we all knew of each other. We. <laughs> We all just, I mean, we'd all played in, we all playing in different bands because that's just what we have always done. <laughs> um, and my band had played together with Dan's band. I would go watch his band play and I'd actually like hurl, hurl insults at him while he was playing uh, just for fun. And then uh, Lockie and Tim actually kind of grew up living really close to each other. And uh, Tim would hear Lockie playing drums and stuff, and then they met and were like, hey, cool, we should jam together. So they kind of grew up playing music together. Then we just decided, I think at one point, like all our bands just sort of started to fizzle, and they were, they were winding up, and we weren't happy in those bands, and, and me and Dan were hanging out a lot. And he was just like, he was like, I mean, dude, why don't we start, why don't we start a band that we actually really love like a band where we're free to make whatever kind of music we want it doesn't matter if it's if it's you know going to be a bit more chill or a bit more like hard rock or you know like more synthesizer based EDM like whatever like at the time it was just like it was genreless he was like why don't we just like start something where we don't we're just free of rules we just have the freedom to create and have fun with it 
so we did that we just started something that we were like cool let's just have some fun with this and and just enjoy ourselves when we're writing the music and don't don't stress ourselves out too much trying to break it or make it you know try and be famous so we we did that we had fun with it With the attention of Mississippi, the offers were rolling in before they'd ever played a single live show. And once they brought on a manager, it brought things to even a bigger head. I mean, I didn't even remember, but it's kind of just got blogged and blogged and blogged and blogged, this this track, Mississippi. (laughs) It's like, I still no idea how that kind of happened. It was very organic, very grassroots style. and We just chucked it out there and people seemed to like it. And then, like I said, we had label interest at that point. And all we had to do, we released our second single, Heart of a Lion, which did pretty much exactly the same thing. And and that was it. The offers were coming in. The label offers were like, we were literally turning them away because we were just like, we didn't need them. We had like 10 offers on the table. We could basically just go through with a, you know, a fine tooth comb and just pick the, pick the offer that suited us. And... And we did exactly that. The success of Mississippi and Heart of a Lion led them to the U.S., where they've been touring ever since. I mean, just starting out kind of humble beginnings in Sydney to, to now being a band that tours around America like two or three times a year, every year. Um, it's just been crazy. The last couple of years have been probably the most fun. last two especially. We did a tour in early 2015 with a band called Walk the Moon, which, um, I mean, it was one of the best tours we've ever done. It was one of the you know, best dudes, best friends, and it just made sense. And we really latched onto their fans and, and their fans latched onto us, which has become become like a huge part of our fan base. So I think that was kind of a big game changer as well. And tours since then have just been a lot more fun. Their experiences on the road were the inspiration behind their recent release, High Times for Low Lives. It's written about life on the road just because we spent so much time on the road touring our first album, Be Impressive. We spent just two years straight touring around the world and and it was a lot of fun and there are songs about those fun times. There's a song about all those parties and stuff that we had, but then there's also the, the deeper, darker elements to those to those parties and, you know, even like singing about addictions and, and things like that. So Chris told me a little bit more about the bittersweet quality of touring. To be honest, I mean one of the one of the biggest ones, and it's it's not something I, I really talk about a lot, but but uh, loneliness is a huge it's a huge problem on the road. You know, like uh, you got all your guys around you, like we got the band around us, and we're all we're all really really close still, which is which is a blessing and something I'm really thankful for. But you know, you're still it's still very very lonely on the road. You still there's a lot of solitude. There's a lot of there's just a lot of time you get by yourself and and you're in a new city every night you miss your family you miss your loved ones girlfriends partners wives whatever it may be for each member um so yeah that's definitely probably one of the biggest things that uh i'd say we all everyone in the band has kind of suffered through at points just loneliness Cause someone called the priest to rescue me and take me 
Rufio by the Griswolds. Uh, I think Rufio is one of my favorites. It's like it's it's pretty deep and dark. Like it tells kind of like a darker story about like about my own life and own problems on the road and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's a very honest song, and I I just love the lyrics in it. They're kind of they're powerful. Like they're even they're they're hard to sing on stage without without you know even tearing up. Kind of it's just really really emotional and deep. And, you know, a lot of the music we've done in the past has been very upbeat, which we still have those elements on the album, but Rufio is just that, that kind of one that sticks out to me. It's a really powerful song. The Griswolds really love to tour. It's that time where you get to share with your fans, basically kind of one-on-one, like you're, you're connected, you're in a room together playing your music to them and they're listening and, and singing back. So you're all kind of connected for that for that one hour that you're playing that set. So like the live show... It's just a, I mean, I, I love it. It's fantastic. And we love to have fun. We're, I mean, we're a bunch of Aussie guys that, that we like, we enjoy partying and having fun and being silly together. And and us on stage, we definitely just have that dynamic, that high energy, that laughter. We're always, we're always playing. I think we're, all four of us are very playful souls. So I think when we get together, play music together, and whether it is writing, recording, or playing live, we... We definitely have fun with it. We just enjoy it. And I think that's something that the fans pick up on and have fun with us in the shows. And even the dark experiences on the road have informed them about what they want out of their band. You know, when, you, when, there's, when there's three cases of beer sort of sitting in your, in your green room before you play and after you play, and, you know, it's very easy just to, to party it up and kind of act the fool. That's a, it's a scary thing, and it can pull you into a pretty dark place if you if you keep you know, if you keep making bad decisions and, and doing things that you're not really proud of. One piece of that is staying in control of their business. So we've been very hands-on right from the get-go. So myself and Dan, the guitarist of the band, we started the band together, and you know we made a decision that that we're not just going to come into this band and just try and try and just have fun on the road. You know, just write songs and have some fun and just kick it around for a bit. We we really came into it going, no, like we've got to be smart about this. We've got to we've got to be more hands-on. We have to take control of how we want this to play out. Um, 
and so like we actually invested like a lot of our own money into starting the band into like recording our own film clips and recording our own ep ourselves directing our own film clips which is something we still do today we still we still write and direct all of our own film clips um and yeah that was just something we just really decided so we we call ourselves managers just as much as we call our managers managers so like they can't really make a decision without running it by us and we can't make a decision without running it by them but I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, probably where we're different to other bands is that we we are that hands-on with everything that that we are basically the bosses we don't just get told you're gonna do this and it's, it's the right thing for the band we go no we want to we want to make that decision for ourselves and make the best decision you know based on what we think and feel with an eye on the long term the band took a different approach to this year's tour it's interesting as a band you have you have management agents record label press people that are that are always kind of telling you what to do and where to be they're like hey you're gonna you're gonna play here at this venue you're gonna this is going to be your routing you're gonna you're gonna do Seattle Portland Los Angeles uh, sorry like San Fran Los Angeles San Diego and you're gonna do that in in four or five days and you're like you're like wow that's insane like that's like it's a show every single day and it's a drive every single day and it it can really get to you just like being that much on the road and not having any stability so we just decided on that the last tour that we did we're like we're we're never gonna let we're never gonna let our like agents or anything just just book us our tours and not run it past us so we were like we're actually gonna we're gonna go to them and tell them the tour we want to do and we're going to give ourselves the correct amount of days off and if we have if we've got to do a 12-hour drive then you know we're going to we're going to take that over two days as opposed to just slamming it out in one day then playing a show so like we just we made all these choices now as a band that's like actually going to try and keep us sane and keep us healthy and and keep us keep us productive and passionate so that we can go to a show and be our best
everywhere you is. Yes. Knock, knock. Let me up. I'm trying to have some kids. Sight. JK, you know I like to kid. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm about my bed, boy. Yeah. One night, can you stand it? Uh. I'm a crazy-ass bitch. Do you understand it? If you're down for the ride, better hit my line. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Can't touch this hammer time. YDLM by the Griswolds featuring Lizzo. With the success of Be Impressive and their tour with Walk the Moon, the Griswolds were a hot commodity and got the opportunity to work with one of the best producers in the world right now. So this particular album we just recorded with a man named Andrew Dawson. So Andrew, I mean, it was interesting, first time walking into his studio and just seeing, seeing uh, Grammys on his shelf, just kind of like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, he's a Grammy award-winning producer. And... He works normally kind of more in the hip-hop realm, so he's done a lot of stuff for Kanye. He's been one of Kanye's kind of go-to guys for the last seven of his albums. He's worked with Beyonce and a whole bunch of hip-hop stars. And and we wanted someone that could kind of make the album sound a little bit different, make it sound a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of take it out of that rock band realm and put it into something that's just a little bit more interesting for the listener. Um, and the best story about Andrew, I think, is like that he actually came, he kind of came to us, like I want this album. We were just, we were just showing him just to kind of like just to mix the album, and he was like, Nah, I want, I want to produce this album. I want to mix it. Like I need to put my stamp on this sound. So we were, we were just like, Yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. During his time recording the album, he actually ended up resettling here in the United States. Basically, we we finished the album last year, and I just didn't go home. So we we'd already spent four months um we spent two months on the tour last year and then spent three months recording the album so we're already in the states for five months and then i just didn't go home after that and i just stayed um i just fell in love with la <laughs> fell in love with a, a beautiful californian woman and and uh yeah so i i stuck around what do you like about la i love the weather it's probably one <laughs> I just love that it's it's basically hot all the time and right now it's winter and it's still I'm still wearing shorts and shirts I just it doesn't phase me at all that that's that's not winter to me that's easy um, I love having beaches like coming from Australia like I think anywhere I live would have to have beaches I love the food I love the people like I, it's a really creative it's just a creative city I think everywhere you turn you know someone that's either a photographer or a drawer or a, a director, an actor, in a band, a songwriter, everyone's just creative and doing their own thing, and I kind of love being surrounded by that. It's one way that Chris has stayed grounded, as the band has found its challenges being intercontinental. Just being a band from Australia is hard. Just I think instantly, financially, that that's, that's really a difficult thing, because every time we come to America to do anything, like that's, that's a lot of money just to sort of th to throw into it. Um, and then, then we're kind of here, then you, and you have to make it, you have to make that time really, really count while you're here so that, you know, it's worth it and you can keep the momentum going. I think, I think that's definitely been a, a hurdle that we've kind of had to overcome. I mean, now I, I live here, but the, you know, 75% of the band still lives back in Australia. 
So yeah, financial wise, it's, it's difficult sometimes because you know as a band coming up, like it's it's really hard to make money because you you're constantly investing, and we want to be one of those bands that is constantly investing in the band and investing in the shows and investing in making a good record that that we love and are really personally proud of you know like could could we have spent less on the the last album yes could we have spent less on the first album absolutely but you know we want we want stuff that we're really really proud of so um yeah that's a hard thing that's a hard thing to sort of keep the money coming in and finding new ways of keeping keeping the band i mean because it's in the end of the day it's a business it's a it's definitely a strange business and there's probably no other business quite like it being in a band but it's still a business at the end of the day that needs to needs to survive and stay afloat High Times for Low Lives by the Griswolds. With the changing industry, one of the biggest money makers out there today is merchandising. Merch is merch is everything basically. The the money that we've that you put into merch and making merch every single night on the road is is uh, it's great. Like that's that is what actually keeps us alive. So like when yeah when fans line up and and come and buy stuff that means the world to us and that's why we, we actually come out like after every show and say hi to the people buying merch and sign things and um, just to show our appreciation because it's a big deal to us it's that's it's probably our biggest income chris has a pretty large collection of some of his favorite merch from shows that he's hit around the u.s i like to buy any kind of tour shirts if i go see like any one of my favorite bands or anything like that so I've got a, a Kings of Leon, I've got a Coldplay hoodie, um, a Foo Fighters tour shirt, um, that's probably it for now, I mean that's all I can think of, the shows that I've been to in the last like year or so, which is not that many because we've been so busy, it's pretty hard to actually get out and, and go see bands that you love. I'm mostly seeing friends bands around LA, like you know, like the Mowgli's are another band that, that live in LA that, that we're, all, we're all really close. We go see them. Actually, I have I have a lot of Walk the Moon, moon merch because uh, because they just give it to us every time that you know we see them. They're like, "Hey, have a shirt." I'm like, "Cool, great, thank you, guys. Appreciate that." <laughs> <laughs> so we're still very close with those guys. The merch that they've chosen has a personal tie back to each state that they come back and visit. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, hats. Um, we actually just tried something for the first time, which which I'm really proud of. It was an idea I had that I really wanted to. You know, there's a lot of state pride, I feel, in America. And 
um, I wanted to do something where we make like a big flag that says the Griswolds at the top has a has the the state actual flag emblem on it says the state under it and then like um, High Times for Low Lives 2017 and we're only selling five of them at each show so they're like a really kind of exclusive thing for for the bigger fans that want to get in there and um, and have themselves a, a personalized Griswold state flag in black and gold. Their strong fan following is apparent at all of their shows, especially with the underage community. I mean, I personally love them because I feel like that that whole like I'm too cool to enjoy music kind of thing just goes out the window. I think kids just love having fun and watching music and there's this kind of like an innocence, a purity, a beauty about it. The kids just love just to go watch bands and enjoy watching music. And I, I was the same when I was a kid and then... You know, like I think as you get older, I think, and people still love music, but I just think it's more fun to have the diversity in the room of, you know, like your big fans that are older having drinks and then, and then the kids are all in the front row and they line up around the street to come see you. Like it's really, it's a pretty beautiful feeling for us. The band is keeping an eye to the future and with that comes some questions. I guess one of the really, one of the hardest things actually is, is trying to keep, keep things going, keep things growing. It's like, how do you... If someone said, like, how do you move from 500 cap rooms to to 1500 cap rooms? How do you do that? And and in what time frame do you do that? How does it happen? Like, what is that? What is that thing that's gonna that's gonna make that happen? And that's that's a question I really can't answer. <laughs> it's like, so for us, the band growing and keeping on going is basically just it's just staying steady and and true and not not stressing ourselves out again. Like what I was just saying about not stressing about you know trying to become famous or or um, trying to write that that one smash hit that's gonna that's trying to break us. Um, I think for us, we just want to keep having fun and enjoying this. And, and I mean, we got one of the best jobs in the world, and we we're grateful for it. I think we just wanna we want to enjoy it for the rest of our lives and and make it easier on ourselves to to just have this band sustain and and survive. That's that's the funnest thing for us. Um, and we're just gonna keep songwriting. I think just keep keep moving this album just came out we've already started writing the next just because you know that's we just love it we just love everything that we do and this is the advice that they offer to other artists as well i mean it always sounds cheesy i would just love to tell people just to be yourself like don't try and don't try and copy something else like try and be really really original and push yourself and one of the biggest piece of advice i could give anyone is just to not stop you know, you're, there are going to be hurdles. There are going to be things to shoot you down, but there's going to be good news as well. There, and it will kind of come, and you just got to, you just got to be willing to push through the the hurdles and and jump over them, even if you fail. You just got to kind of look at that as an experience that you had to take for that time and keep pushing forward and just keep going. If you're passionate about it, like that is the most success you can have. You don't. It's not about breaking it. It's not about becoming the most famous at what you're doing or becoming the most popular or, you know, it's most, it's just about being passionate about what you do because if you can do whatever you do with a smile on your face, you've won. Hey, I'm Chris from the Griswolds and you are listening to Gritty Birds on X-Ray FM. Thank you so much to Chris Whitehall for coming onto the show. You can find out more about the Griswolds at blog.wearethegriswolds.com. That's G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D-S. Their latest album, High Times for Low Lives, is out now on Wind Up Records. This week's episode featured the songs Out of My Head, Rufio, YDLM featuring Lizzo, and High Times for Low Lives. 
Thanks for tuning into Gritty Birds, an X-Ray FM radio show and podcast. You can follow me on socials at G-R-I-T-T-Y-B-I-R-D-S. We're in the middle of some really exciting developments. You can find out more by signing up on our mailing list on our website at www.grittybirds.com or by supporting us on Patreon. Gritty Birds is produced by myself, Jenny Ren Stotrup, with the amazing support of X-Ray FM. See you again next week with Las Vegas pop artist and reality star, Manika.